Hi, everyone. In this episode, we have Alexis Dean. She is the founder and lead steward of Dovetail, a global community on a mission to advance female entrepreneurship. This is a fascinating conversation speaking about the needs of high-profile women entrepreneurs, talking about the values not only for the company, but also for the family, and women coming together to support each other and not as competition. Welcome to the Wise Women Podcast, featuring leading voices in 2019, supporting women to fully show up, connect to their feminine authenticity and truth. I am your host, Erin Rachel Doppel, bringing light to the marriage between Eastern practices and Western psychology, while encouraging you to show up for yourself and the world around you. May this be your time to shine. May you show up. I'm super pumped about today's guest. We have Alexis Dean. Alexis is founder and lead steward of Dovetail, a global community on a mission to advance female entrepreneurship through generosity, collaboration, education, unforgettable shared experiences and events. Prior to launching Dovetail, Alexis worked around the globe as a facilitator, educator, and adventure travel guide. How fun! So much fun. (laughs) Amazing. Alexis, what a journey. How did this all begin? Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's a very long story. Um, As far as the business, I uh, started my my adult life as an educator. I was a teacher and I still love kids, but I knew pretty early on that uh, the regular teaching path was probably not going to be for me. Um, so I worked my way up in a group of schools that I worked for and then with a nonprofit and became a facilitator um, and a trainer. And then I went back to school and did more education, but this time with adults. So did adult training and development education and then worked again as a facilitator all over the place. And in the meantime, I was also working as an adventure travel guide, um, taking groups of wild youth all over the world um, for up to four or five weeks at a time on these exciting trips in places like Peru and Ecuador and Nicaragua and all over Europe. And yeah, and I eventually just worked myself into a position where I knew that I had enough skills and experience to start my own business. And so that's what I did. And I don't know. I mean, I'm very happy to tell you the origin story, but I feel like I could ramble on that for days. (laughs) That's amazing. I love the travel aspect. I always think that's so important for female entrepreneurs to have this otherly world experience as well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when I started Dovetail, I didn't really realize what it could be. So I actually, um, when I kind of worked my way out of working for other companies as a facilitator, I came back to Canada uh, with the intention of kind of trying to settle down and maybe meet someone and have a family. And I started another business and grew it for about five years. It was a corporate team building and training company. And um, I grew that to the point where I started getting invited to dinners and events and conferences and things with other founders. And I would look around the room and there wouldn't be women in the room and there weren't as many women as I wanted to see on the stages. And so I really just started Dovetail as like a, a one weekend getaway. Like I didn't realize. And so now that we're, you know, actually kind of bringing all of my 
experience and things together and we're doing these trips together and we're planning all of these pop-ups in different cities all over the place like it's sort of what's that quote like you can't connect the dots looking forward you can only connect them looking back it's like so crazy to see how like how everything worked out tell us more about the dovetail pop-ups and everything that came from that Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of wild. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners who are entrepreneurs have found this too. Like things sort of just evolve based on your experience and also what your people need. Like I never would have continued creating this community for women entrepreneurs at Dovetail had the ladies not wanted this themselves, had they not kind of pushed for the next thing. And, and we just felt what they wanted. And so we did this, um, you know, my little team that I have, which is amazing. Um, we did this first weekend away and we brought in 25 women at first, then it grew to 50 women because they all wanted to bring people. And then we like really filled up the whole lodge that we had and we couldn't take more than 50. And then at the end of it, they were like, what are we doing next? And I was like, I'm, I, this is, you know, I have another business to run. Um, and they literally like one of them owns a vineyard and she was like, well, why doesn't everybody come to the vineyard for the weekend? I was like, great. And then, you know, another one and the summer was like, I'm in New York and I'm running this event. Why don't you all come to New York? And then I, we planned another pop-up in New York. So we did a New York weekend. We went to the theater. We went to this other woman's event. We did some dinners. And then the same thing at uh, one of the ladies' lake houses. She's like, I have this big lake house. Come to the lake. And so we did another you know, little pop-up and then started to like really structure those. So it was just more opportunities for the ladies to come together and mastermind and learn from each other. Um, but the pop-ups are less formal than our actual summit weekends, which are much more structured and, you know, really designed to like bring together the community in a, a real masterminding, um, workshopping sort of format there. So what are the, some, some of the conversation pieces that occur on the actual summit and the audience of the summit is female entrepreneurs who are incredibly successful Yeah. So we have two groups and that's, again, just, you know, as you probably experience, like people, you figure out what your people need and you create it for them. Um, And when we started, we had everyone together. So we had people that were really experienced together. We had people that were newer in business together. um, And it was great, but we found that the people who were newer needed different material. They needed different support. The people who were more experienced also needed different material, different support from each other. So we created our summits now are for women who typically their annual revenue is over seven figures or they're supporting those women with their services and they can, you know, they're able to like mastermind in a way that really makes sense. They can provide support and receive support. And then we have our base camp, which is for those women who are in the growth and scale stage, typically in like six figures revenue, they're growing, they're scaling, they're hiring on bigger teams, they're expanding, they're doing, you know, marketing and branding or rebranding and dealing with all the stuff that kind of comes in that space. And the conversation pieces during the the summit. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, people ask me a lot, not just about summit. I mean, I don't want to sound like we're pitching summit here, but I think um, people want to know like, what are women entrepreneurs talking about? They want to know like, what are their big issues? Cause you know, everyone wants to solve for those things. Like what are the challenges that they have? And also people want to know, I get asked, asked pretty often, like, why do you need something just for women? You know, why do we not have men at these events? And eventually, like, I'd love to. We're not anti-men in any way. Um, but I think that there's a real space for women to come together and support each other. So 
the conversations really range, especially at summit, you know, we go from like hard hitting business conversations, um, to, you know, dealing with finance and, and dealing with, um, expansion. And also like a lot of women at summit are kind of thinking about the legacy of their business, um, or they've sold a business or are building their third or fourth business. And so they're thinking about, you know, what's the future like for this? They think about succession planning. A lot of them have families and they're thinking about, you know, how are we going to leave this behind or do we have to sell it? Um, but the biggest conversations are probably the ones about life. You know, they talk about um, their family relationships and their marriages and their kids and, you know, and what is, is happening with that um, and how to keep all of those balls in the air. Because, you know, even women who've been in business for 20 years, like there's still a lot that goes on as their kids get older and as their families grow. And yeah, so there's a lot of life talk too. And these women who are entrepreneurs and earning incredibly high incomes, what is their relationship to money? I know with a lot of my clients, I have to heavily encourage them to ask for what they're truly worth. Yeah. I mean, I find, and that's sort of a big difference between the two groups too. Um, I talk to every day, right up until summit, almost like two to six female entrepreneurs every day. And our women who come to summit are typically in a place where they're very financially secure. Um, it doesn't mean they have like a perfect, you know, relationship with money. It just means that they've figured out how to earn it. Um, and so, yeah, it really varies depending on the person and their background. You know, we have women who came from very, very little or their families were not very financially secure and they're not comfortable spending and they don't like to have any sort of ostentatious display of wealth or, you know, anything like that. And then we have other women who are like very comfortable, you know, riding on a private jet and, and enjoying everything that they've earned financially and, and sharing that and showing people that that's possible. And that's, you know, part of who they are. So it's really, really different. And then our base camp women, I mean, it's the same thing. Like some of them come from money, some of them don't, some of them have, um, a relationship with money where they spend everything that they earn. And, and that's really challenging because as you're growing a business, you need to reinvest. Um, so yeah, it just really depends on the individual. And I'd have to say, like, I don't think that people, you know, the woman in our summit community that have piles of money, I don't, they're no different. They're all just amazing women. The same thing with our base camp ladies. There's no difference. That's so interesting. And I'm finding that as a very common theme, if I'm picking up a client and it's business coaching, and we're focusing just on building out their business, doubling, tripling their income. The first question, one of the first questions I always ask is, what is your relationship to money? And this is when my psychology background really comes in because it's always about, you're asking me my relationship to money. Let me tell you about my father. Let me tell you about my mm -hmm. mother. Let me tell you about my mm -hmm. grandparents. Let me tell you how I grew up. And then somehow it always ends up coming to food. Food always gets mixed in there as well. Like <laughs> how you eat. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's like the background of psychology of eating and, and your financial structure, like all marries into one, which I think is a quite, it's a very fascinating conversation. You learn that a lot is. about people really fast. Yeah. I mean, I would love to be a fly on the wall for that because I don't usually straight up ask her ladies, what's your relationship to money? Because I'm not business coaching them. You know, I ask them about what their vision is. I ask them about what their challenges are or their current projects. If they're, they're not the type of person to just pour out like actual challenges, then I'll ask them like, what are you working through right now? Um, and then we ask them how they're giving back as well, but um, not usually like what's the relationship. We do talk about money at our events. So that's a really, really good question. I'd be curious how they would respond. I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think, and that's the wisdom that women really need to hear today. They're offering this great work. They keep discounting it at a very high rate. Even myself, I got to a point where I can't, like to discount is just so disconnected from the work that I know I need to bring into the world. And I'm sure that's a common theme as well. Yeah, definitely. Like it's, again, that's probably a big thing that I do notice between the summit group and the base camp group, base camp, I can't speak, group, um, is that a lot of the women in base camp or who were, especially who were earlier in, in their business venture, um, cause base camp is typically for women who are at least over the six figure marks. And they're not so early that they're just, just, just starting or that they have an idea, but they're still early enough that oftentimes like the conversation will come up of like, well, I can't, I can't possibly charge more for that. Or that's not worth more than that. Or, oh, you know, so-and-so could do that because, well, she comes from this or that, or, or, you know, she's got a bigger audience or whatever it is. And there's just a lot of self doubt that you hear and, um, and yeah, lowering our, our valuations of ourselves and our work. I hear, I do hear a lot of that. Whereas I don't really hear that from our summit ladies. If anything, our summit ladies are like, charge more. <laughs> and they actually tell me that too, which is pretty funny. And I'm like, oh, you want me to charge you more? <laughs> but just in general, I do hear from a lot of them that, that we need to be like charging market value and, and valuing ourselves and our work at a much higher rate. So what were some of the findings, you growing this business, having very diverse women coming to work and study together in a space that you created? What are some of the challenges that you saw? I mean, I'd say like, you know, we have Vegas rules at our events. So, um, you know, obviously I won't use any names or anything, but I think one of the biggest things that's probably very obvious <laughs> is that a lot of these women really struggle with relationships. Um, not everyone, you know, some have really great, healthy, long lasting relationships, but I think a lot of women, especially the women in our summit group, a lot of them are a little bit, not older, but they're in their late thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. And they might've grown up at a time when it wasn't sort of the norm for women to have that kind of success. And so they've changed in many ways, like the, the power dynamic that existed for so long in the typical Western household. Um, and so figuring out, you know, what, what their role and their partner's role in the home is, has been challenging. And, and I think that's something that's starting to change and starting to evolve with the next generation. But I do think it's something that a lot of our women have tried to figure out. What does it mean to be a woman and, you know, have a lot of economic power and have a lot of you know, a big leadership role in your work and a lot of responsibility outside the household, like all of that, um, I think has changed a lot over the past like 20, 30 years. And so that's something that a lot of these women have dealt with. So maintaining a really healthy relationship, I think is one of the biggest challenges that they have. (laughs) Absolutely. And I'm definitely hearing that and seeing that as well. I think there's a layer of We always talk about codependency, but I think for female entrepreneurs, it's their romantic partner is very enthralled and intrigued by the business that she is building or the opposite is true. And one thing that I really love, I don't know if you read Becoming uh, Michelle Obama's book, but she speaks- Not yet. Not yet, yeah. So uh, (laughs) she speaks a lot about how she was working on building her business, her personality, her great work. And so was Barack and how they 
really had these very separate lives, but then we would come together. And that's a conversation we do not have enough in the female entrepreneurship world because we're multitasking all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You get so busy, you know, putting your head down at work. And then if you have kids or, you know, if you don't, you're coming home to to do that work in the house. And so you're not necessarily like taking a step back and thinking about, you know, their relationship at home. I think the woman, we do have some women in the community that are really, really successful at that and have had really healthy relationships. And they're just super intentional about it. They almost, you know, my friend Renee runs the family Academy. And I know that she and Dan, her husband, very much like structure or appear to, and from what she has shared. And I think I'm okay sharing this because it's part of her business, but they really structure their family in a way that helps maintain those healthy relationships and they structure family time and they structure, you know, they do quarterly retreats as a partnership and they also go away once a year and they plan out their year together and they come up with family values and they really, really consciously make that effort to uh, maintain a really, really healthy relationship. So That's so it's sweet. How yeah. brilliant. Yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> So at these summits or at the gatherings, what are the main business topics that come up? So at Summit itself, at Basecamp is a little bit different, but at Summit, um, as I kind of mentioned, like we, the, the talks are, yes, sometimes they get into a roundtable on specific like finance related issues or investing or investing as an angel or a VC or, or any of those things. Um but most often, you know, our bigger talks. So what we have, the structure is that we have mastermind groups. So everyone's put into a curated group for the duration of the weekend. And they, they gather with their group four times over the, sorry, I should say a week because it's four days. Um, and then we have round tables. So the topics are nominated by the ladies. So they actually have the chance to nominate topics beforehand and during summit. And then we spend an afternoon in round tables where they uh, have the opportunity to host or visit other round tables. Um, and then we have fireside talks and then we have like just a couple of workshops that we run and then we spend the rest of the time in shared experience. So we go off and do super fun things in beautiful places. We rent out private lodges. So at this one that we're going to in Tofino in just a few weeks, um, there's sea kayaking, there's rainforest hiking, we have a painter coming in to workshop a local painter. Um, there's a spa, there's all sorts of stuff. We always do a surprise as well. Um, which is super fun. At the last one, I like flew in a helicopter and everyone out, went out in the mountains heliing. It was, yeah, it's good times. Um, so topics that come up that we structure are usually around, like for our fireside talks and, um, and workshops are around what the women are looking for. So I don't actually draw people in based on what I think they want. I draw people in to be in the community and then I ask them what they need. So things like uh, writing their next book or, you know, authoring their story in a different way or doing a TED talk or, you know, building a legacy business or incorporating um, some sort of social mission into their next project or their next business um, or relationships and sexuality. Um, those are all, you know, topics we've had in the past, um, and definitely things that we're having in the future. Also like innovation and innovative models and, and how to, you know, come up with that next big idea. Like we have all sorts of really, really fascinating women in the community. And we really do have our women who are part of the community or we bring women in who want to be part of the community that speaks. So no one sort of just pops in and is like a special VIP and then they leave. Like everyone is actually treated as an equal because everyone there has something incredible to give back to the group. 
Um, it's just that some of them are asked to, to come and speak that weekend. So yeah, those are some of the topics. And then the roundtables, I mean, they vary from, you know, some women um, who are just getting into like social media because they've been running a construction company and, you know, and now they're like, Hey, maybe I want to do this speaking thing. And so like we'll do a round table on like starting social media, which is always really funny when it's like a super successful woman where you're like, really, but they're, you know, it's just not their industry. So, um, we've had round tables on that. And then we've had all sorts of, you know, different round tables on like your values and how to, reincorporate your values as an individual and as a company into your business because a lot of companies have those like kind of fake values on the wall like enron you know theirs was integrity <laughs> so all sorts of different topics and really just depending on what the woman uh share in their pre-programmed surveys and what they share on the phone calls that i have with them so that we can design something based on what they need and as part of the programming, is there a mindfulness component? Is there a emotional intelligence training or some of these, you know, sexier buzzwords that we're finding in the corporate space? Yeah. So depending on um, the event and, you know, what the woman have shared, we do, we do morning yoga, but we've also had like mindfulness meditation sessions and um, opportunities for that. And yeah, there is a lot of talk about mental health, even if it's not like an official part of the program. Usually there's a, at least one round table. It's probably one of the bigger topics for just the, the ladies themselves in their own fireside talks in their mastermind groups, really talking about, you know, maintaining that and what some of those solutions are. Cause I think that's probably a huge, one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs too. <laughs> What, absolutely. Yeah. How are you saying grounded, centered, present? Do you mm -hmm. have a morning ritual? How are you showing up for that ritual? I mean, these are all my conversations, especially with, and that's actually, that is what I find so interesting. So you have, how did that, did that occur naturally to have like a summit where it was women who were earning at a much, at a very high rate and then have some of these other events where it was more six figure women? Was that something they asked for? Yeah. I think I started off our podcast with a little ramble about how that all came to be, but yeah, that's what really, again, just built what they were looking for. So, um, at our first couple of summits, we had more of a mix of participants of different experience levels, but with the feedback that we were getting, the woman who were newer in business needed different support. So they would come away and say like, I had the best weekend. That was amazing. Alexis. I just wish that I'd come away with some you know, some real tangible stuff that I could implement right away on Monday. Like I really need to like restructure my business or, you know, I need, I need something specific. Their needs were very much like if they didn't get help with something they were working on, then things might not go that well for them this year. Or, you know, they've just got investment, but they're going to run out of runway and they needed like tactical pieces right then and there. So that's why we created Basecamp. Basecamp is happening next fall, September 20th to 22nd. It's for women who are in growth and scale. So at least six figures in revenue, depending on the business, we know that means nothing. So we really just bring them in based on what we're teaching and learning together. So we have mentorship circles with our mentors from some of them from Summit. Um, we have workshops, like a couple dozen different types of workshops. So it's very much a choose your own adventure based on what you're needing. Um, so everything from, you know, managing your business finances to pitching and speaking and storytelling to branding and rebranding to hiring to firing and how do you manage that, um, and legal stuff. So we have, you know, lawyers coming up to support the woman, uh, with their legal questions and really like much more 
hard hitting, I guess, business stuff so that they come away feeling like, oh, okay. And the workshops are really designed to start to implement right then and there. So you come home, like having already started on steps one and two and knowing what steps three through 10 are going to be so that you can carry on working on things when you're back home. Still lots of fun stuff and still mastermind circles and roundtables, but very much like focused on giving them that tactical support that they need. And then our summits are not quite as focused on like the hard hitting business topics because those ladies don't need it as much. They're looking for the things that they're excited to work on next. And, you know, it's not fluff, but it's just not as much like tactical maneuvers for today. Brilliant. It sounds like incredible. I'm I'm a junkie for immersive experiences. I live for them. I love them. I, I, yeah. I speak at them often. I travel to them often. Do you ever talk about cycle syncing? I mean, especially for female. Oh my God, yeah. you have to bring this in. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for female entrepreneurs, like how to hijack your own productivity, like based on your menstrual cycle. It's very yeah. interesting. Yes. And I feel like this would highly, especially this would highly benefit women, especially women who are trying to balance between children and the business and still maintaining all the leadership roles that they're holding in yeah. the world. Yeah. Cause it's a full play. Fascinating. We should talk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I just think like what you just shared, those are really great. That's a really great title. Hijack your productivity. Yes. And we definitely need that. And we forget that we, you know, we participate in a nine to five, very masculine, testosterone driven Mm -hmm. lifestyle. And even if we are the entrepreneurs or the CEOs and founders of our business, it's society. So like holding, holding, like understanding that and how society really moves and works. That's very exciting work you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's an exciting uh, workshop idea that you just shared. Yeah. I think like, I don't know, we do have a, lo- a lot of type A women who are who would really like that because they're like, yeah, I feel like my body's being hijacked. I want to hijack it. <laughs> Which I totally relate to because that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, ooh, I could regain some control over this because, you know, it feels like I'm a little bonkers and not totally in control of how I'm feeling about things. Yes. And realigning oh. and really showing up for that. Ooh. Fabulous. So what yeah. are some things that really work for you? What are some of your rituals and your practices that help you show up for yourself and show up for this business? Yeah. I mean, I built what I needed. So, um, that has been the greatest joy of this business. Like the reason that I started dovetail and started doing summit and started doing base camp and started doing the pop-ups and dinners and things was because I needed the support of a peer group that I didn't have yet. Um, so I think my biggest hack is just having, having this amazing group of women. Um, what we're starting this year is actually to have mastermind groups for our base camp ladies. We don't have official mastermind groups, but what I do have is now all of these friends and, and the other women say the same thing. And we have all these other friends that we can pop into a WhatsApp that I can text them at any time that I can Facebook messenger them at any time, anytime I'm going through something with the, this business or I still have the other business. Um, or just anything like I now have this great resource of women. We also have our private Facebook group and it's still super active, even from like last year's group, still super active. Um, and you can pop in there and ask about, you know, a project you're working on, ask for a referral, ask for a resource, ask for some support. Um, and yeah, that has probably been my biggest hack. Other than that, um, are you meaning like morning routines? Yeah. Anything specific? Yeah, definitely. 
So um, I've sort of fallen out of a great meditation practice, but I do try to meditate every day, even if it's just for five minutes, um, which is not very much compared to how much I used to meditate. I do a daily meditation. Before I started my first business, I um, did a 10-day silent meditation retreat in the jungle in Thailand. It's not Vipassana. It was with Buddhist monks. Um, It's a little bit different, but um, that really started me off on a really healthy path towards meditation and being able to step back and gain some perspective on things that were happening in a different way. So that's probably the other thing that I do every day. And that and exercise, like I'm an orange theory junkie and I run and ski and all this stuff. So that keeps me healthy too. And of all the places that you traveled, where's your favorite? Oh my goodness. I mean, I spent a long part of my life traveling and living all over the world. Um, It's a weird one, but I had like a really amazing experience in Albania. (laughs) This is like a long time ago. I was working in Montenegro, which is right next door. And I don't know what it was. Like I, uh, some friends and I drove this like rent a wreck. (laughs) They had these cars that were basically like half broken down. I've done that a few places in the world, but um, we drove this car that was like a total junker from like the north of Albania through roads that are definitely only meant for like four wheeling. Like it was hilarious. We were like driving over boulders and like getting stuck. And I'm pretty sure the car had to be destroyed after we used it. It was already a wreck. Um, And we just drove through this really tiny country that had these like surprisingly remote areas in the middle of it. And I don't know what it was about that trip, but it just, um, I think it was showing how you can have these really tight little communities, even when you're surrounded by like they could have easily driven a few hours and been in another European country. But when you went into these little villages, it was like they never left and they just had such a strong sense of community. And I think that was part of what I love so much that and just like the beauty of the place and sort of the the combination of friends that were on that trip and it's a bit of a, a fun adventure. That's beautiful. Yes. And it's always the travel adventures that happen so randomly. I totally hear it. Yeah. When I was in, um, I was, spent a lot of time in Asia this summer and I was in Thailand with my partner and the waiter at our restaurant said to us, come home with me, like, come visit. Like, I'll tell you all about the war and, or sorry, when we were in Vietnam, he's like, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you all about the war and you'll, you'll have a meal. And it was very similar to that. Like we went out into the mountains and like traveled around. It was very yeah, holding space for what you least expect and spontaneous and healing. Yeah, it's amazing. I love those random experiences where people just bring you into their homes and insist on you staying there. And yeah, I love it. And I love that part of the world. I was based in Bangkok for just about a year and uh, South Asia is just so gorgeous. And yes. So friendly and so lovely. I yeah, know. Yeah. It's a, yes, it's a lot of my life is there. I'm leading a retreat back to India in January. Should yeah. you know anyone who wants to come? Um, yeah. yeah, I think Asia, everybody has to go and check it out and, and live and spend some time there. What part of India? Um, so I used to live in Mumbai, but I, the retreat is going to start in Goa. And then uh, it's about eight days, deep spiritual practice on the beach in Goa, chakra system, married to clinical psychology, which is a lot of my background. And yeah, I thought it was like a good place to meet India. Like it's serene. It's beautiful. You're getting Indian culture, but it's not like dropping into New Delhi or dropping into Mumbai. It's like, (laughs) ah, like a lot is happening at one time. (laughs) 
Yeah, I have not been to India yet, but I have so many friends that have and definitely regret not going when I was living in different parts of the world that are a lot closer than Canada, (laughs) but I will get there. And I've heard amazing things about Goa, so... And that it is a very easy place. Like it's the closest thing to Thailand beaches. <laughs> Absolutely. It's drastically, yeah, it's drastically different. Um, yeah. You ha- yeah. Go to India. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. Alexis, yeah. thank you so much. If you had the ears of all the women in the world and you could share your wisdom, what would you want to say to these women? Yeah. Um, so I think something that I'm really hearing and, and seeing a lot of right now is there's, there's pushback against this. So hopefully at some point this won't need to be said, um, but that we really are not each other's competition. Um, I think one of the biggest lessons from my life and my business the past few years has been going to what someone might say is like my closest competition, whether it's in my other business or in dovetail and approaching them as a friend and looking for ways to support them and to collaborate because it just helps me redefine, you know, what my lean really is and creates an environment where people genuinely want to support each other and find ways to do that. Um, And I think that's something we can all take away, whether you're a woman or a man or however you identify. Beautiful. Alexis, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. I'm going to add all of Alexis's information in the footnotes. Definitely check it out. Feel free to comment what you thought about the podcast, what you use to stay calm and centered, some of your hacks to help you as a busy entrepreneur. As always with podcasts, we need high ratings, subscribers, and comments to receive good standing and to continue sharing wise words with women around the globe. So please comment, subscribe, rate us. We love hearing from you. Big love and looking forward to chatting next week.